Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. This episode, I've got a dear friend. She is a national championship softball player for the UCLA Bruins. She helps run the national partnerships for the Positive Coaching Alliance out of Los Angeles, California. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at the Marty Reed. Been lucky enough to have her out to Colorado for an event. She is an electric and dynamic person. She's the author of the book, Utility Player Life, which is linked up here. Go buy yourself a copy. Welcome to the show, the very talented, the Marty Reed. utility player life. Thank you, Tyler. First of all, I want to say thank you for ordering the book. I appreciate that. Showing me love. Um, yeah, so utility player life is something that I wrote. Um, and I really thought I, I, I really wanted something like this for myself when I was in high school and college. It's really helping athletes in their transition um, from sports to the real world, how to really leverage those skill sets that they've learned out on the playing field to take them where they want to go in life. And when I talk about being a utility player, I played softball at UCLA and I played multiple positions, never really one spot. I'd always jump around in different positions and that's what's a utility player. And I think about in life, you know, we're all utility players in life. We all play multiple positions, whether that be a student in life, um, whether that be a family member, a friend, an athlete in life, you know, being someone who's a community member in life. There's always you know, different roles and positions that we play. And I think preparing athletes for those roles and having an identity that's coming from within and not just tied up in who they are as an athlete is going to help them with that transition. So that's what this book is really for. And it's not just our athletes. Anyone with a competitive mindset can really, really learn from this book and enjoy it. No doubt. I know you're on a, a mission in life to make a difference. It's uh, contagious. You mentioned a little bit uh, real quick about being the utility player at UCLA. Um, you were a national champion uh, as part of that. Um, what was the best part of that experience for you? About winning the championship? Well, I mean, still been chasing that high since then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, wow. It really felt like an out of mind, out of body experience when everything that you've been working so hard for, but you've been dreaming about your whole life all comes together in that moment. So it really felt surreal in the moment. Um, but I think when I recall on that experience and the best part was achieving that goal with my teammates who I consider my family. You know, these are the people that I've been working hard with day in, day out, putting in the work. Some days where we don't even feel like it, but we remember what's the goal here. We're trying to get to that national championship. And um, being able to walk away as champions that day really helped me understand what it means to achieve something and be a champion in life. You know, working together with a team on a common goal and supporting each other through that process and all coming together at the end when it mattered most and achieving that, that goal, that dream of mine was just surreal. It was amazing. Great stuff. Uh, you mentioned that special, uh, unique part of the, the team there. Uh, was there a teammate along your journey that elevated your game and 
on the field or, or off the field just a little bit more than, than some of the others? Mm. When I think about the, I guess the teammate that I remember the most, I actually have to go back to high school. Okay. <laughs> I got to go back to high school because I was at a moment um, in my youth sports experience. Where I was ready to quit. Um, I was over it. I just really didn't like the coach. I was emotionally drained. I, I lost my love for the game. And I had a teammate at the time. Um, her name was Talisa. And I remember we would get into the huddle like during an inning or something after the coach just came in and just yelled at us. And he would come in and just yell at me specifically, not even the whole team, just, just me, you know? And I'd feel like, just defeated in that moment and she would make a joke or say something and I would laugh we would all laugh and it just really helped us just mind over matter in that moment you know she helped me bounce back easier after mistakes it was really her um her positive attitude it was contagious you know so we all had that work ethic but then that teammate that was able to pump me up in those moments where I really felt down and really felt low, um, did tremendous for, for me in my trajectory in sports beyond. Great stuff. Um, I think you've told me about that high school coach before. Um, yeah. um, we all were, have some uh, great experiences with coaches and we all have some not so great ones. And that was a not so great one. <laughs> right, they, they all have a part in shaping the mold. Um, right. You and I had met through our, our work with the Positive Coaching Alliance, um, through all this uh, coronavirus stuff and, and hiatus of sports and teams and all these yeah. kind of things. Uh, you've been doing some great stuff online, servicing athletes and coaches. It's been really cool to see. Can you talk a little bit about Positive Coaching Alliance and, and your role right now? Yeah. So, I mean, Positive Coaching Alliance, for those that don't know, we're a national nonprofit you know, devoted to developing better athletes and better people, really providing resources and tools, tangible tools to help coaches, athletes, um, parents improve that youth sports experience. And my role now as um, National Corporate Partnerships Manager, um, I work with all the national governing bodies like uh, USA Gymnastics, USA Water Polo, Little League International, MLB, NBA, you know, anyone involved in youth sports on a national level um, to really provide these resources and help transfer, you know, those life lessons through sports. So I'm currently working with those national governing bodies um, to provide more resources to youth sports and also on the marketing side as well. So we're partnering together with initiatives from programming to spreading the word, to social media. You see us on Facebook live sessions, all the above. We're doing whatever we can, especially right now as sports is on pause and everyone's in front of a screen or in front of a computer or reading. So we want to make sure that we are providing those tangible resources that they can use and continue to grow during this time. All right, great stuff. Go to uh, positivecoach.org. Uh, go find some of those resources. You won't be disappointed. Um, we were lucky enough to have you come out to Colorado for a student athlete, uh, student leadership event a year ago. Um, and if any of you listening ever get the chance to, to see Marty on stage, have her lead a workshop, just meet her. Um, she's got an amazing spirit. Um, she loves to serve. Where does that spirit to serve leaders and student athletes come from? Mm, that's a good question. I would have to say from my mom. 
I'd have to say for my mom, I, uh, she's a phenomenal woman. She is a principal of an elementary school. Um, she's in, was in education. She just retired in 2018, but um, after serving 40 years in education and always looking for ways to um, serve the community, she was always doing like community drives and bringing, you know, college athletes to her school so her kids can meet them or taking the kids on field trips and showing them into other environments, you know, to help them dream big and just that spirit of giving back and um, using your, you know, skill sets and talents or, um, you know, the value that you bring to this world to help make someone else's life better. She constantly did that. So I really learned that from her. Um, and I mean, I feel like when we do things in our life is because someone taught us how to do it. And I really feel like I have to honor her right now for doing that for me and providing that example, leading by example, because uh, I was close behind her, watching her, always there, looking, learning. And now I feel like that's where I get it from. What's, what's mom's name again? Marsha Reed, the one and only. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as you well know, athletes, coaches, uh, all of us that, that kind of work with athletes and coaches with sports, um, adjusting to this pandemic, kind of jumping back to the utility player life. Um, what's maybe one utility player lesson that, that we can take away from this as we move mm. forward? Yeah, I would have to say, I mean, obviously no one was prepared for this. This, was, this is just a uncertain time. We don't know what's going to be next. Um, I think that we can focusing on those things in life that we can control at this time. Um, and I mean, when I played sports, my coach would always do things in life that you can control. That's your effort and that's your attitude. You know, right now we can make an effort to, um, stay inside, stay safe, um, you know, reach out to others, support others, um, continue to, you know, practice our craft at home. Um, those types of things we definitely have control over. Um, and then our attitude, being positive in this moment, really focusing on building our mindset, because I feel like this pandemic has the power to affect us mentally much faster than it can affect us physically. So I think it's important to try to stay encouraged and focus on those things that we can control right now. Um, for me, what I'm doing personally is practicing things like patience right now or you know focusing on the moment not worrying about outside noise or what's going to happen next because marty me i am a forward thinker i'm constantly on the move i'm constantly wondering all right what's next time to level up you know so this has really allowed me to take a step back and um slow down, slow down mentally and physically to really focus on, you know, those things that I can control, focus on building relationships right now, focus on, you know, learning new hobbies at home. I started drawing again, which I don't necessarily have time to do in my, in my former life before the pandemic happened. Right. So, um, kind of focusing on those things that, uh, we can control in this moment and being that support system for others right now and being a positive influence. I think that is also contagious, right? Um, positivity yeah. is contagious. 
Um, hope is contagious. Faith is contagious. So focusing on those things and trying to spread that to others, I think right now is the best thing that we can all do for each other. Great advice, no doubt. Um, if you could jump back into a time machine and go visit 16-year-old Marty, I know you already know this is one of the questions I like to ask people, I feel like. Um, <laughs> but uh, right. I, I find that it, it, it's got a wealth of knowledge. If you could go give 16-year-old uh, Marty one piece of advice that you've learned along your journey, what would you go back and share with yourself? Hmm. I would go back and tell 16-year-old Marty that you don't have to worry about what others think of you. I feel like back then and i think a lot of kids now at age 16 really get caught up in you know how they look and how they're perceived by others it's um even harder now with social media and you got you know cyberbullying and all these other things i remember my 16 year old self being very concerned and very aware of like what others thought of me when my being myself being my true self has always been enough you know, my mom would always tell me things like, don't shrink to fit, you know, don't be afraid of your greatness, you know, be who you are, not worry about what others say about you or what others think about you, because, you know, those that truly matter in your life are going to support you, right? Not everybody has the same story as you, not everybody's going to understand your story, and that's okay. So I would tell my 16-year-old self to just focus on, you know, being myself um, surrounding myself with positive, like-minded people um, who have my back rather than those who I think I should be hanging out with. You know, uh, I was more concerned with the popularity back then. And now I'm like, man, if I would have known that these people that I was spending time with and spending my energy on weren't necessarily those that had my back and the right type of people that I should have had in my circle, um, I would have changed that back then. So I would really focus on making sure that I'm being true to who I am and surrounding myself with positive people that have my back. And are, I, I call it building your roster. I talk about this in my book as well. You yep. know, having those like-minded individuals that are going to, you know, motivate you and support you and have your back. Um, Cause that's going to help you. And it's going to have an influence on the person that you're becoming. Great advice for every 16-year-old. Um, last question, one I like to always ask people as well. Um, how do you define success in your life? How do I define success? Oh, yes. Um, I use uh, John Wooden's, I use John Wooden's definition of success. I have it written down here. Um, John Wooden says that success is peace of mind. That is the direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. So it's about really focusing on becoming your best self. Success for me is gonna look different than success for you, you know? So I focus on making sure that success for me is becoming my best self. And I can know I'm the only person that can define that.